0: G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian Disciple and God the Son. Speaking about Jesus Christ, the Apostle John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. No one has ever seen God, but God the One and Only, who is at the Father's side, has made Him known. But why would God the Son become a man? Well, by becoming a man, he humbled himself, Philippians 2 verse 8, and he came to confirm God's promises made in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. He also came to reveal the Father, John 1.18, John 14 verse 9. In addition to these, he he came to become our High Priest, Hebrews 8 verse 1 and to become our representative or advocate before God 1 John 2 verse 1. But he also came to destroy all the works of Satan 1 John 3 verse 8 Hebrews 2 verse 14 and to give an example of a holy life 1 Peter 2 verse 21 and 1 John 1 verse 6 and ultimately it was to prepare for the redemption of all creation 1 John 2 verse 2 and in this way God becoming man God himself has taken on the responsibility for our sins Jesus the son of God bore our sins on the cross becoming sin for us even though he was himself sinless by doing this We are drawn to him in a personal way. God has shown that he loves us and wants us in a relationship with himself. Through Jesus, God has bridged the gap between the supernatural and the natural, the infinite and the finite, to show us what he is like. Jesus, as God in person, gives humanity a focal point with which to respond to God does not compel us to love him, but invites all into a dynamic relationship with him. If Jesus were not God, then he would be part of the problem, and therefore need to be redeemed himself. And this, to us, is an untenable proposition. Jesus, whilst being fully God, did not lose any of that divinity when he became a man, Instead of losing anything, Jesus gained humanity. And this divine and human nature, unity, is called a hypostatic union. And so when Jesus was the incarnate God, John 17 verse 6 says that His full glory was hidden, and that He lived on the resources of His Father, John 5 verse 19 to 20 and 30 and that he emptied himself, says Paul, Philippians chapter 2. And this process is called kenosis. Other views to this kenosis position is that he surrendered the relatively divine attributes, for example, omnipotence, or that he gave up all the divine attributes while he was here. But both these positions are wrong because both of them reject outright Jesus' deity. He was made like us, Philippians 2 verse 7. He was God the Son, the Word. Jesus Christ became flesh, John 1 verse 4. That Jesus was fully human and explicitly called a man, John 8 verse 40, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, is not really an issue that he was born of a woman, Galatians 4 verse 4, so at least in a prenatal state he was nurtured and formed as any other male baby was and is. With his humanity, he exhibited normal human emotions such as love, weeping, sadness, anger and anguish. Jesus ate and drank. He had a body and a soul, Matthew 26 verse 26 to 38. Jesus grew tired. He slept and perspired. He bled. He had the human experiences that we all have, such as temptations and hunger. And Jesus died just as all mortal people do. Religiously, he worshipped as a Jew. He was human in every way that we are, physically, mentally and emotionally. The only exception to this is that he was sinless. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 Hebrews 2 verse 26 He was the Son of God and the Son of God and did not inherit the carnal nature that all humans have. But why did Jesus need to be fully human? Firstly, so Jesus' death could appease God's anger with us and also so that Jesus can empathize and pray for us. In exhibiting true and perfect humanity Jesus gave an example for which we are to follow. And fifthly While God is both above and beyond, the incarnation shows that he is not so far removed from us that he cannot interact with his creation. One of the church fathers, Anselm, wrote that God's salvation plan for humanity involved triumphant victory over sin, death and the grave. However, no person could be found that was eligible or capable to do this. And so, because of this, God stepped into human history so that this victory could be achieved. This God-man would be fully human so as to live every feature of humanity, including suffering and death. This God-man would also need to remain fully God so as to defeat death, sin and the grave. Jesus being sinless was this God-man, the Son of God, consisting as he did of two complete natures, the God nature, and the human nature. And how was Jesus God? Well, Je- Jesus is expressly called God. John 1.1, the Word was God. John 1.14, the Word became flesh. John one eighteen, the only begotten God. Thomas declared Him to be my Lord and my God. In chapter 20 of John, verse 28, Paul describes Him as our great God and Saviour. And he goes on in Romans to say that Christ, who is God over all. And the writer of Hebrews, about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the Apostle John, in 1 John 5, verse 20, Jesus Christ, He is the true God in eternal life. And some Old Testament descriptions of God was applied to Jesus as well. Matthew 3, verse 3, Prepare ye the way of Jehovah. Jesus possessed the attributes of God, life, John 14, verse 6. He was eternal, John 8, verse 58, and truth, John 14, verse 6. The works of God were ascribed to him, creation, Colossians 1, 16. And he receives the honour and worship and glory belonging to God, as exhibited in John 20, verse 28. And Jesus had equality with God, John 10, where he says, I and the Father are one. And in his very nature, he was God. Philippians 2, verse 6. And in the final book of the Bible, Revelations, he describes as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega, names given to God. And in John 8, verse 58, he said of himself, Before Abraham was, I am. And down through history, there have been various theories, heretical theories, regarding the person of Christ. Some say that he was a man who received divine power at baptism, or that Jesus couldn't have had a real body, and he only appeared to be human, and this denies his deity. Or there's another one that said that Jesus had a a human body and a soul, but that his spirit was divine, and this denies the humanity of Jesus. And another good one is the one that denied the union of the divine and human natures in Jesus, and that Jesus was really two people, man and God, in one body. And another one, and lastly, there's the what is called the Eutychian heresy, which mixed divine and human natures to create a third type of person, and that the human nature was somehow absorbed into the divine. For more to think about, Please do read John 14, verses 5 to 14. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. How does Jesus' relationship with the Father reflect my relationship with God? Question 2. How, as a Christian disciple, do I explain to others about how to get to know God the Father? Question 3. How did Jesus' earthly life and ministry reflect the Trinitarian relationship between Father and Son? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. Thank you.